0: episode of a Thriving Mindset podcast. Um, thank you guys so much for being here today. I really appreciate you guys as always. Anytime that you are spending your time with me, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And uh, today I have a special guest. So today's guest is Jaleel Wavy and he is a podcaster, 28 from um, Charlotte, North Carolina. And he is on here today to talk about some life experiences and Just the shift in like mind change, um, mindset changing and how different things that we go through in life can, you know, have us one way, but it's up to us basically how we take control of our situation and our mindset. And we basically are the authors of our lives and we change the trajectory of everything that happens in our lives because of the mindset. So welcome, Jaleel. Thank you so much for being on here today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having um, me, Jasmine.
0: Yeah, of course. Of course. So let me just give a little background. We actually tried this last <laughs> week, um, before the holidays, and my sound was messed up, like on the Zoom, and we just couldn't get it connected. So I ended up doing it from my phone. It didn't work. That did not work. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. Like it, I recorded it, but for some reason it had no sound. So I have like this almost our video of us like just talking and kicking it with absolutely no sounds i was so like seriously all that work it was good too you know
2: yeah the first one was uh
0: recreate it though we just gonna kind of go with the flow and you know just kind of let things go how they gonna go and we're gonna have fun with it
1: yeah the first one was really good it was a really good conversation but this is gonna be even better
0: yes definitely
1: and before we get started can i just say your background is like super elegant you got candles i'm just in my bed i'm just in my bedroom and i'm like trying to cover up whatever stuff don't look good so you just see a back wall
0: you know what Thank you, first of all. Secondly, don't feel bad because I literally just set this up last night. This is in my basement, (laughs) I'm just going to be real with you. It's in my basement and it's a shelf that I just put back there behind the couch and my husband put some little stuff up there. I'm like, okay, you know, we trying to make it look a little good because it was just like a plain white wall. I'm like, I got to get some stuff for my setup. So I've just been, you know, working on it, but in the end it's not even about the background it's about the you know like what comes out of it you know what i'm saying
1: yes are
0: you good don't even be don't even trip because before when i talked to you i was in a room in the corner of a room with white yeah. background and hey it is what it is you know
1: See, so you set up now you're like look let me go ahead and get this right for the second time
0: right exactly <laughs> so tell us about yourself
1: uh like you said podcaster. Uh, I actually work in the media industry. I work in television and radio. Um, 28 Charlotte, North Carolina. Originally from Rockford, Illinois, I just moved to Charlotte last September. So I've been out here about 15 months now. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, just trying to figure out life. That's, that's all I got. I'm just trying to figure out life just trying to make something happen.
0: Yeah. So what made you move out to Charlotte?
1: Work. Uh, I'm from a small town in Illinois, and uh, I just I felt like I did everything I could do. So I was just like, you know what? Let me see if I can try to make something happen in a in a new city, a bigger city, because I felt like I was a big fish in a small pond. Like I created something for myself out there. So I was like, all right, let me go see if I can do something somewhere else. And uh, it's been a struggle, I ain't gonna lie. It's been a struggle, but uh, it's getting better. It's getting better now.
0: That's good. So what do you feel like um, is the struggle for where you are now versus where you were before?
1: I think just moving and just getting adjusted to a new life. I mean, I was living at home with my mom. And then I came out here completely by myself. So trying to be an adult, for the first time in a big city where you don't know anybody and you really don't have any help. Uh, My mom helps me with with, whatever she can when I ask for it. But yeah, I'm just trying to figure out everything, just trying to figure out how to move and navigate and you alone all the time. And during the holidays, you lonely and sad.
0: So you didn't go home for the holiday then for Thanksgiving that just passed?
1: No, so I stayed up here for Thanksgiving, then I went to go visit uh, some people in Jacksonville, Florida. So that was cool. Okay. Yeah. okay.
0: That's cool. So, like, what is just give us an idea of like a day in your life being there in a big city by yourself? You just moved there. Like,
1: it is not, it home. is not, it is not eventful. It <laughs> is the least. We don't even <laughs> need to get into all that. It is not eventful <laughs> at all. It really? is not. No. So, do
0: you work from, you work inside or you work from home?
1: No, I work inside. So I work in news full time and then I do radio part time.
0: Okay. And how'd you get into that?
1: The um that's a long story. If I was just sum it up like real fast, my first job was in radio. I was doing like some stand up and then I got a radio job.
0: Stand up then- comedy?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Now, you yeah. didn't tell me that last time. Hold yeah. oh, no, 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 no. Don't try to skip over that. So, wait a minute. You was a stand-up comedian?
1: I'm not going to say I was when I was attempting. I was just doing some stuff, just like some open mics. I paid for, like, this little stand-up class, which is, it's like, unheard of, right? If you ask a comedian, they not out here paying for that, but that that little $200 got me my first radio job.
2: Wow. With
1: with no with no with no degree, anything like that, no experience. Um you know, set me up with somebody, radio job.
0: Wow, that's pretty amazing though. See, I didn't even know that about you. You ain't say that last time. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool though. Like, what made you want to get into stand-up comedy?
1: Cause lazy. I was lazy. I didn't want to do college. I'm like, I can't do this college stuff. This ain't for me. I'm like I can't take no science class. Like this is too much. I was in community college for like two weeks, and I just dropped out. I said I can't do this.
0: Two weeks.
1: <laughs> two weeks. I said I took my took my little refund. I think what the money, whatever money they gave me back for like books or something. I went and bought some sneakers. Ah. Oh. Just just, <laughs> doing, just out here doing nigga things. Right. And uh, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> so being had- lazy.
0: Yeah, but I mean, how old were you when you like was this right after high school?
1: I was probably 20, 21.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. We do stupid stuff like that, we, you know, 1920. I have too, so I mean, you know, yeah. it happened. Yeah.
1: the Funny thing is, uh I remember before I had did that, I was talking, I was I think I was like praying to God, I was like, "Man, I don't want to go to school. Like, if this is this the right thing? Let me send me a sign or something." and i went down there dropped out all my withdrawal through all my classes and then i was talking to a friend and then some guidance counselor or something he came up to me after the fact and was like oh like you shouldn't have done that oh people that drop out they gonna be failures all of that whatever blah blah, blah. i was like damn but i took that as a sign low key like okay that must be my sign because if he would have called me before i dropped my classes i would have never dropped them
2: Mm -hmm. so I
1: take that as a sign that that was the right thing to do because if he would have told if he would have got me before I would have never did it I would at least finished out the semester Mm -hmm. but I'm like well that must be the sign must it must have been the right move and like I said a few months later radio job
0: okay and so how was your first radio job tell us about it
1: Mm. (laughs) yeah So my first radio job I did, it was, so I got hired as a board operator for a rock station. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was no hip hop and R&B station in that building in the company. I was there for two years. I was the only black person. I saw one black person that was working there one time as like the front door person. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: When I came back, she wasn't there anymore
0: wow
1: and uh it was it was cool like nobody was nice nobody was like mean to me or anything like that uh but it was just a job just there not gonna say it was a horrible experience not gonna say it was a great experience it was just something i was just happy to be there
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know i had no experience no no degree uh people didn't understand why i was trying to take a job at a rock station because i knew nothing about rock but i was just thirsty I'm like, well, they gonna give me a job, so whatever they want me to talk about, bam, I'm just gonna do it.
0: So you were like talking on there as a host or something uh, like
1: that? Eventually.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. And so how do you feel like that like opened up for things? Cause now, I mean, you are doing like way bigger things. You went to media and news mm-hmm. and radio. So how do you feel like that experience, you going in as the only black person there? and you just like, I don't care if I don't know nothing about rock, I'm a, I'm about to rock this, you know what I'm saying? So like, how do you feel that like helped or worked for you in that sense to help you get to where you are now?
1: I would say, I remember at that time, uh, Carrie Champion, she used to work for ESPN. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know who that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, used to, she used to work for ESPN, like first take and stuff. A uh, sports announcer broadcaster, and she said something was like, "Be comfortable with being uncomfortable." Mm-hmm. And this was right around the time where I was training to be on air, and like I said, I knew nothing about rock music. I remember when you start off doing on air stuff for radio, you do overnights. So you, I'm in there by myself, scared out of my mind, super nervous. Like Damn. I'm like I, don't, like, like, I don't know how am I going to make this work. But that thing was always in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. uh, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's that right there has stuck with me with every uh, new thing that I've started when it came to working in news, being a newscast director, starting my own podcast, moving to Charlotte, stuff that I'm doing now. It's like, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I have to remind myself of that because we get anxious and we tend to you know, get scared when something is new and different yeah and uh because I'm I'm doing I'm like going through that right now Mm -hmm. so it's just like all right I keep reminding myself like be comfortable with being uncomfortable I should get that tattooed on me somewhere
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm very familiar with that quote um I'm not sure if you're I'm sure you're probably familiar with um Eric Thomas
2: and Mm -hmm. he
0: also says that a lot and I've had to use that in my life a lot also even down to like doing this podcast like I'm just this mother and wife, you know, hairstylist on the side. And here I come with a podcast and it's like, you know, who, who wants to listen to you? You know, but it's like, when you know that you have a gift, your gift will make room for you. So it's like, you just jump into it and see what it's going to do, you know, and be uncomfortable. I mean, be comfortable with being uncomfortable because it was very uncomfortable at first. And sometimes I'm still kind of nervous you know when I get on but at the same time it's like once I start going then I'm just I'm in it you know so you yeah,
1: know. I, you know we follow each other I see you pushing out content all the time
0: yeah so yeah
1: you you making it work you're doing your thing I you know I haven't I haven't I haven't dropped a new episode in I don't know how long it's it's actually been hard for me to like get guests on my podcast surprisingly
0: really yeah so just get on there by yourself that's what I do
1: and I, I see that and I'm like I don't know how I can make that work
0: well okay so let me just say this so me and you we talked before right and you have a story that's very very interesting and I told you before like I feel like you could be sharing your story like with young men young black men in particular because you are a young black man you know and I think that a lot of times our young Black men or just men, period, need to know that somebody else has struggled. Somebody else has been through some of the things that they've been through. Because um, from what I understand, just like talking to different guys, it seems like there's always a loneliness there because men don't really feel like it's a manly thing to like reach out and talk about your experiences or your feelings you know what i'm saying so i feel like that would be something really amazing for you to stretch out on because you have such an interesting story you know and speaking of that would you share your story with us about like yes. you know, when you were younger and everything uh,
1: well before we get into that after we had that conversation i actually did reach out to somebody about doing some mentorship okay because you told me that uh so hopefully i I actually never text the person that they told me to talk to because of the holidays and stuff and i just been busy but i'm I'm definitely gonna get on that because that's something i've actually always wanted to do yeah for that that exact reason of not having somebody because i did not have people or you know uh, older men i didn't have that type of guidance so you know and i still managed to get through so yeah that's definitely something i would like to do
0: yay yeah i'm so glad that you did that because i'm I mean, you know, I just feel like when you see something in somebody, like tell them because you never know when that person might need that push to say, well, I always had it in my mind, but now somebody else sees it. So now mm-hmm. I know it's almost like you get a witness, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's really good. I'm, I'm so proud of you for reaching out and cause I'm telling you, you have a gift like get out there yeah. your thing. It can be amazing. And like with your podcast, just get on there and start talking. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I talk to sometimes, like I'm recording on my podcast and everything, but I'm talking to like an empty room. Nobody is always in there with me, you know, while I'm talking. But I feel like it's a subject that is not always talked about and that could possibly be a help to somebody. So I just get on there and I start talking about it. And, you know, then eventually somebody's going to listen and say how it helped them. And for me, that's what really keeps me going. Like when people message me and say, hey, you're doing a good thing. I love to see your content. I love to hear you, you know, talk and the things that you be saying and it resonates with me. Like, that's what mm-hmm. makes me feel like I can keep going. Even if it's just, you know, five or six people, two people in one week or whatever, you know, that to me is like, that's gold because I feel like, you know, my gift is is activated. It's working because it's reaching somebody. Somebody needed. it. You know what I'm saying? I needed it and so- why
1: not share it? No, the thing I always tell people, because I did a podcast back home for probably like a little over a year that was, uh, I guess, if you want to call it successful, right? I couldn't keep people out of my DMs for trying to come on. That's all I'm going to say.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, anytime somebody comes in and asks me about starting a podcast or I've had people like, hey, you want to do a podcast with me? Even though they have no experience, they just want to use me for my talents and skill sets, right? But I tell people, I'm like, look, if you want to start a podcast, you have to be passionate about it because it's, this is not a quick come up.
2: Mm-hmm. If you
1: have no name, you're just a regular person, like this is not a quick come up. You have to have a passion for it because them first few episodes, first of all, it takes a long time to get it started. It's hard to pick a name, trying to get the ball rolling on it. And then once you start doing it, you're not going to get a lot of uh, plays subscribers and sometimes it can be discouraging when you yeah. see them numbers you're like damn ain't nobody listening i just this, <laughs> this post got a hundred likes but the 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 uh, the actual episode got you know 10 views like that stuff can right. be discouraging like i have to remind myself of that now because with my new podcast it's the same thing you know people are you know they liking the post but they not going to listen to it like mm-hmm. i thought they would right because it's like oh i had this This big audience back home, but it's like no, you're in a new area now. It's not the same, right? I have to remind myself, you know. I have to. So all the things I tell people is like I have to tell myself the same thing. It's like I have to get myself that reminder. Yes. So you have to be consistent. Like you're consistent. I see you. Like my Apple Podcast. Like today, today, I'm like, damn, she's just she's just (laughs) dropping every day. It's like she working.
0: Yeah, you know, I I be trying to be in the in the bag in the game, you know, and doing what I know to do is because like you said consistency is what's going to help us build, you know. So, since I know that I should know that by now. I'm 40 years old. I should know.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: so, you know, I just I try to be in there. And even with like telling you about the mentorship, it's funny that you mentioned that because I also am starting a mentorship program. Wow. Um, so you know, I, it's just like you said, how you are telling people stuff and you're using it for yourself. Same thing here. I mean, you know, when we feeding other people, we usually be feeding ourselves and reminding ourselves of, you know, what we could be doing.
1: You know, a lot of times, though, you give people advice that you don't take for yourself. That's true. So that's why it's like I have to remind myself the stuff that I tell people, I got to take it in for myself as well. Yep. Because, you know, a lot of times we tell people stuff and we're not even, you know, using it in our own life.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That's so true. I was actually thinking about that, um, this morning because I was listening to somebody talk and she made like a really good, um, like statement from her perspective. And she was talking about how we, a lot of times not even knowing it will push happiness away from us. And like, you can be you know, a a life coach and you can be on the internet and you just boosting people up and telling them, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. And then like subconsciously, you're not even really doing it yourself, you know? And she was saying how her kids are home, you know, for the holiday and everything. And she was like so happy. She woke up so happy about her kids being home for the holidays because they're like away at college and all of that stuff. And she doesn't live, you know, in the same space with them. And then all of a sudden, like, this dark wave just came over the happy thought and was like, oh, but they're going to be leaving in a couple of days, and, you know, I'm not going to be with them. And it's like, honestly, I thought about that for myself, because I got two kids in high school. And so every morning, um, my two kids and my nephew who comes over, because he goes to school with them... um they walk out the door they come in there and they hug and kiss me and they dad you know goodbye love you see you later and in the morning I'm just like you know thank you Lord for waking us up and getting my kids up and out you know out the door please keep them safe I say a prayer over them every morning and I'm good and then it's like I have found myself sometimes going into this place where it's like but Lord, please keep them safe. Don't let nobody shoot up to school. Mm. You know, don't let no this and that happen. It's like, start to enjoy the moment and like bask in the goodness that's happening right now. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like, almost like we look for drama, we look for bad things to happen. We look for the shooter. The shooter is not there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I already sent the prayer out this morning. When I sent the kids out the door, I sent the prayer out with them. So now it's like, you just have to just trust that God has it. You put your request out there, trust that he's going to go with them and keep them safe instead of thinking about all of the bad things that could happen. Don't let them get hit when they cross the street. Don't let them crash in the parking lot. You know, it's just like, be like building up all of this negativity in our own minds, Instead of just thinking about all of the good things that's happening and stop pushing the happiness away, you know, so that was something that was like, that really hit me this morning, you know, and it's like, yeah, I'm telling people, yeah, stay in the moment, this and that, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But then it comes back to like, hey, remember what you said, you know what I'm saying? Remember to stay in the moment and appreciate all of the good that's going on instead of looking for something bad to happen you know not that we're trying to make it happen it's just like the human subconscious in us like out there doing stuff that's just dumb you know (laughs) it's like hey you know use the stuff that you're actually talking about
1: yeah i mean it's like the kind of like a yin and the yang Kind of, it's like yeah you have that but then it's also this right it's like you know it's like you send your kids to school you know, knowing or with the hopes of there be okay. But guess what? The reality is something can go wrong, but you shouldn't think like that because then you just won't live your life. Right. But, uh, I can't, if I'm out in public, when I go to the business, sometimes I have a, a a shooting, like a shooting can happen here right okay. now. And we just out here living our regular everyday lives. And then something, somebody can just be like, you know what, this is the day I feel like doing something stupid. Right. That's just the reality of it, but that's not gonna stop me from, from going. Exactly. But that is the reality of it.
0: Yeah. And it's it's definitely something that's possible, like you said, because things happen, you know, but like you said, I, I don't want to find myself living in the thought all the time of the what could happen instead of just enjoying life and taking it as it comes, you know what I'm saying? Because the thing about it is that, God forbid, but if anything were to ever happen bad, you don't want to be sad twice. And that's something that my husband taught me, like, don't think about the negative stuff. Like, because if anything were to happen and you sad today, and then if something happened next week, why would you be sad twice? You know, just like living in the trouble of it all instead of just enjoying what we have here today. I don't want to not be present because I'm so busy, you know, thinking about what, what could go wrong. You know. And
1: and that's a fake sadness too, because nothing has even happened.
0: <laughs> exactly. So you just so
1: you just making yourself sad and miserable for no reason.
0: Exactly. It's like, stop it already. Like you said, it's all it's like making a movie, you know. And I'm I'm not even producing it and getting paid off of it or nothing. <laughs> you know. So yeah, that's something crazy that we do, but I'm working on it.
1: Yes. That's good. Yeah. As long as you're working on it.
0: Right. So Come on with this uh, story about uh, little Jaleel.
1: Well, I feel like you gotta do the Jasmine. You gotta do the setup. You gotta do the setup of how we even met, how you reached out to me. I got I to give. I gotta give you yeah. a little help real quick. Okay, podcast yes. a podcaster the podcaster.
0: Yeah, certainly. Okay, so me and Jaleel, we actually met because I heard him telling his story on another podcast of how he was like in this really dark place at one time. He was depressed and just like not reaching out to anybody he was just felt really alone and um by himself and but he was able to come out of it and so I'm going to let Jaleel tell y'all what you know how things were when he was in that place and what helped him come out of it because this was a very um encouraging story to me hence the reason I was telling him like definitely start reaching out to young guys and tell them your story because it's like it really touched me. So
1: Okay. So yeah, that that uh that podcast I was on it was uh Mentality Unchained uh by Kevin Thomas. He's actually a licensed therapist. Uh I actually helped him get that podcast started. Uh because we wow. met because of a podcast, the podcast I had back home. I wanted to talk to a therapist about mental health in the black community, and we kept a relationship from there and that's how that podcast happened and so i went on there to be interviewed i'm not usually interview people i i i interview and uh so and he knows how to get stuff out of me Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and uh that's pretty much that what that was and just me talking about kind of my childhood and like the things that i've been through because he knows a little bit about the stuff i've been through Mm -hmm. and i I think one of those clips. Uh, I was talking about being like uh, accepting myself and all of those things because a long time I was not. So I was I was mad for and upset, mad at the world for a long time. Like this person that the, the previous stuff that we was just saying, I was none of that. Mm-hmm. Like walking around mad or leaving situations, like hanging out with friends and being in this great mood and then as soon as I like get by myself get in the car it's like my mood just it's like it just switches it's like I go right back to like being depressed and stuff mm-hmm. it was it was a real crazy time and now like 10 10 years later 12 years later it's like I'm just now getting to a place of like happiness peace and uh, accepting things for what they are
0: mm-hmm. and so when you were in that dark place, what do you feel like got you there?
1: Uh, So I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease at 16 years old. And uh, at 16 years old, I was 4'11", 70 some pounds. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went to the doctor, my mom took me to the doctor to see why I hadn't went to puberty yet. And that's when they told me I had Crohn's. And like probably like i think the next appointment i just remember them telling me or the doctor telling me oh you're never you're never going to grow like this is just this is who you are this is what you're going to be Mm. um so obviously that's a whole nother that's a whole nother layer to everything that's already going on right because even he told me he was like i don't even know how you're still standing like they didn't even know how i was still alive that's how sick i was and I just remember after they told me that just that's pretty much when my depression, that's that's when all of that stuff started, yeah. age sixteen.
0: Wow. And so you being 16 years old, 411, 70 something pounds, like what was life like for Jaleel at that time? You were in high school at that time, right? Yeah. So like were you bullied because of it or you know, how did that work?
1: No, I wasn't bullied. Like, I'm from a small town. So everybody knew, everybody knows everybody. Mm. Uh, I was small, but I mean, mm. I was uh, a, a cool kid. You know, I wasn't, mm. like I wasn't a lame or nothing like that. So I wasn't getting bullied. I mean, you might get jokes here and there, right? That's because it's just high school friends, especially you talking about, you know, in the black community, the hood, like, you going to, that's just what happens. Yeah. But uh, no, nah, I was never bullied or anything like that. Uh, that one school year though, I went from 4'11 to like 5'7, doubled in weight. So I went from like 170 something, 140, like in one school year, like everybody was witnessing wow. me like grow, get taller, gain weight. It was the weirdest thing.
0: <laughs> wow. Just stopped, And so when that happens and you just like grow in front of everybody like that like what did that feel like knowing that everybody is watching you and you just like grow through this one year what is that like does people say stuff to you like dang you just like grew right in front of our eyes and you know like how did that make you feel at that time because I mean that's seems like that can be like a really big deal.
1: Yeah, I just remember getting like a lot of fat jokes. Mm. Yeah, I was getting a lot of like, "Oh, you heavy." I just remember that being a lot of fat jokes. Really? Yeah,
0: because
1: I was kind of chunky. I was, I was, you know, I'm skinny now, but I was, I was kind of chunky. Okay. For a few years ago.
0: I guess that seems like kind of different because coming from seventy-something pounds. And then mm-hmm. going to 140, it's like, in my eyes, it's like, that's a regular size. But I guess coming from that size to that size, it's like, I guess you could yeah. say that you could feel chunky or whatever, but yeah,
1: but like, you like, feel think, like
0: healthy, right?
1: Yeah. But think about that's it. a matter of months, though. Like a school year is not a full year. Yeah. So this true. is really in a matter of months that I'm like growing. And it happened oh. really quickly.
0: Wow. And so... After you began to like grow and everything, I know before you mentioned that they had you like on a a certain medication to kind of help you and you changed your like lifestyle as far as like eating and stuff like that. So can you tell us about that?
1: No, the eating thing, that wasn't until later on in life. That (laughs) was until later. Yeah, I was just on medicine just to help with the uh, stomach pains and reduce the flare ups and stuff. The eating and stuff, that came a lot later.
0: So how did you gain the weight then?
1: Just being healthy, getting all my nutrients. Okay. Yeah, probably not eat hot Cheetos anymore.
0: Oh yeah, that would help. <laughs> I remember those days for myself. Yeah, yeah bag a day as a teenager.
1: I, that was me, killing yeah. them wow. every day.
0: So what what do you feel like made you go into um like a healthier eating lifestyle? Was it because you were sick or just because you were like getting older did you feel like I got this thing going on in my body and I need to take care of myself so I can still be here or like what changed your mind about that
1: uh no I was just forced like uh, I probably was like 2017 a doctor was like all right you need to be you need to change your diet if you don't want to be on medicine for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. so I mean, I'm on medicine now, but that's because I really want to take care of myself. I was doing a diet, but I wasn't taking care of myself.
2: Mm, so, mm-hmm.
1: so just like stress and everything. But yeah, um, that was, yeah, 2017 is when I went like gluten-free. Best and worst decision because you can't eat shit. <laughs> but you know, it is what it right. is. You know, is. I'm good. Not having any stomach issues.
0: Well, that's good. That's really good. So I just want to go back real quick to when you were 16 and going through like growing and everything within those months during the school year, how did that affect your relationship with like dating and stuff like that? Cause I know like around that time, um, teenagers usually, you know, start to like, you know, people and, Mm. um, they want to date and they want to like go out on dates and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. how do you feel like that affected like any relationships that you had or could have had or did it affect it at all
1: um it's so weird because I I think I was attempting right like you're in high school so you attempt right you like people somebody might like you uh but nothing ever got serious I think at that age right it's a weird age like everybody like I said i Going to puberty like later, right? Or I didn't actually. I actually didn't even go to puberty. So I probably like, like after high school, mm-hmm. which my people don't know that. But I'm, I still look like a little kid, while everybody else was growing, getting facial hair, deep voice, getting taller. So I'm not. I wasn't hiding the streets. Like nobody was really checking for me like that. I wasn't. You know, I didn't have a bunch of girls lined up and nothing. Uh, so I really wasn't out here doing much yeah for a long time like nobody was checking for me at all
0: so did that affect you though do you feel like that made you feel like bad because I I can imagine as a young teenage boy you know somebody that's listening to this that might have had like a sickness or went through puberty late or something like that they might have some kind of like confidence issues a little bit Mm -hmm. sometimes so like is that something that you went through
1: Oh yeah, I'm still dealing with it now. Still, yeah. cause I never had anybody to talk to about these things, these issues. Like I didn't have, I wasn't going to my mom about it, cause I'm just, I don't, I don't think she would understand, or I didn't think she would understand. I don't have my dad around. I didn't really have too many uh or positive uh, role models, a male role model to like go to and talk to about this thing. So or a father figure of some sort to like tell them, like, hey, I'm going through this. How do I navigate through this, the ordaining women? So, oh, yeah, I I still got confident issues, like, bad. Like, I'm trying to work that out in therapy. I got therapy after this. I'm, I got to go tell some stuff, too. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah, definitely confident issues still to this day that I'm trying to work out now at almost 30.
0: Yeah. So do you feel like when you started going to therapy, that's what helped you start to change your mind from, like, the dark place that you were in and to like help you get to where you are now because I know like truthfully in the black community especially like therapy just started being a thing like within the last couple years like yeah maybe even five years we can say you know um that really just started being a thing like in the black community people were not going to therapy like it was our older people would say stuff like, you know, you got to pray about it, you know, and keep moving or whatever. And that was the thing, not even thinking about the fact that God gave us therapists to, you know, help us along the way down here, you know? So how do you feel like therapy helped you get to where you are now? Because I mean, from where you were before you were in a whole different place. And I mean, we still human. So we still have, you know, our emotions and things that we go through but i mean you've had a a big transformation so like tell us about that
1: uh that's so funny my mom was actually trying to get me to go to therapy for a while like a long time she was not that she was in therapy herself but she was like oh do you need to talk to somebody and i'm like no i'm not i'm not talking to somebody i'm not telling some random stranger my business not at all like we're not doing that uh and now i'm like damn i wish i would have went a lot sooner yeah. I'm, I'm a lot better off since since starting. Yeah. So I I have to give all the praises to therapy for me for where I'm at mentally right now. hmm Yeah. All of it.
0: Yeah, and I think that um I even for myself, because I went to therapy. Um I started going to therapy last year. And I feel like it helps us in a way. Um, because I don't, I don't even think that the therapist like solves your problems for you, but it's more of a thing of like, they're helping you to be the solver of your problems. You know, it's, it's a thinking thing. So like they go deep into, you know, so do you think this and that you'd be like, Oh, wait a minute. I never even Mm -hmm. thought about it like that. You know? So it's like, it opens up your mind to think for yourself, basically things that you wouldn't have even thought before. So Like, let's talk about fast forward to now. Mm -hmm. Jaleel is now. How do you feel like you're in such a better place now than you were then, as far as like how you got there? Like, what if somebody that was a 16 year old boy going through something like what you went through, what is something that you would tell that guy in order to get to a better place?
1: uh i would say the first thing they would have to do is accept what happened to them Mm -hmm. don't 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 be angry about it uh don't think about don't live in the past because for a long time i was like man what would life be like if this didn't happen and i lived like that for a long time so i'm big on kind of accepting things for what they are even, not even just my life, just in general, like when it comes to dating, career stuff, just accepting things for what they are. Like you, a lot of things we don't even have control over. Mm-hmm. So to put energy into stuff that we have no control over and be mad about it, it's like, it's, it's, it's a waste of time, to be
2: honest.
1: Yeah. So definitely uh, accept it and move forward and figure out, all right, this happened to me. All right. How how can I make these things better? How can I move forward? All right. Okay. Yeah, this happened, but like, all right, let's, let's look at a different route because all you can really do is just grow from it. As long as you still hear it, it's like, you always got time to improve and get better.
0: Certainly. So like you say like, don't be mad about it. How do you not be mad about it? Because like anger is probably a really like a very human emotion Mm -hmm. when it comes to something like that. When people find out that they're sick or they have some kind of disease or something like that, how do you not be angry about it?
1: I don't even know. I I, I really, (laughs) I don't know. Like it's, it's like I said, I was, I think because I was just so unhappy for so long, I was just tired. I'm like, all right. And when you start realizing that the way you are is bleeding over into other things in your life and it's affecting other things, you're like, all right, something got to give, like something's going on. I can't figure out why these things are happening. Why can't I keep somebody around? All right, I got to figure it out. So I feel like once you start seeing that it's affecting other things, eventually you're going to have to take a look and take a look at yourself and be like, all right, I'm, I must be the problem or it's something I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Now, I don't know how to not be mad about it because I feel like that's a personal choice
2: mm-hmm. for
1: however you want to fix it. So I don't know. Cause like I said, this this when I was 16 years old. I'm just now getting over this 11 years later. So I'm not the best person to ask about that because it took me a long time.
0: Yeah, but even with time, I think that what you just said just like hit the nail on the head. It's a choice, right? So it's a, most things are about what we choose and happiness is a choice. Like you can choose to be happy or you can choose to just lay down and whatever is going on, you know, in your life. And from what you say, it sounds like you chose to just like, I'm going to work towards being better. And Mm -hmm. be happy, you know, and content in whatever situation, you know, that I'm found in. So to me, that's very admirable because a lot of times it's not it's not easy to do it, you know, but choosing to me is like the first step of your healing because you recognize that yes, I am going through this, and yes, I'm going to choose to make the best out of it. And so do you feel like choosing in that way, is what helped you to get to where you are now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like choosing to go to therapy, choosing to actually take it seriously. Because for a long time, like I said earlier, I didn't want to tell people, I'm like, I don't want to tell this stranger my business. So for a long time in therapy, I was talking about things, but I wasn't fully committed. I wasn't fully given everything. So it wasn't until more stuff happened, right? Thinking that I'm good. Thinking that I'm like healed and then it's like oh shit you're not healed because you still messing up. I'm like all right now okay let me tell the truth now let me go here and give her more stuff and then it's like all right now now like, I'm unstripping these different layers and once I feel like I've had a breakthrough recently mm-hmm. so that kind of has helped. And I feel like today, well, I ain't going that. But yeah, so I got more like layers to be peeling off that it's like I'm still, again, it's like I'm talking now, but I know deep down inside, I'm still not all the way good. I'm still not all the way, uh, I'm not 100% confident. I'm still, I've had moments in the past two weeks where I'm like not in the best headspace, you know, still not as bad as I was, because I used to like go off the deep end where it's like I'm depressed, I'm suicidal. So I'm not there anymore, but I feel like it's just human to just still have those emotions, right? You're never going to get rid of them. It's always going to come, but it's like, how do you manage it?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like how you said that. Like, how do you manage it? Because we are human. And so a lot of times I feel like people take that part out of it and like, want us to act like machines. Right. But like, we're not machines, we're human. And so just working through whatever it is that you're going through as long as you're working on trying to get better like that's part of the healing process right yeah so i really like admire like what you're doing because it's like i'm not all the way where i want to be yet but i'm getting there because i choose to work to get there you know and that's to me a lot of what people need to hear because some people Especially like depending on their environment, some people just don't know to to get to a place. They don't know, Mm. they don't even know how to, you know what I'm saying? They don't even know how to begin to think, hey, if I just choose to do this, then I can be there. Because some people have, it could be their family, it could be their friends, they beating down in, in their ear and telling them, you know, you're not gonna be nothing, you can't be better, you this, you that you know, but even in that kind of environment, people have chosen to remove themselves and thrive anyway, you know? So I admire the fact that you say like, yeah, I was in a dark place and yeah, I didn't really even know how to get out of it. And sometimes I still feel it, but I'm choosing to choose what's, what I feel is best for me, Mm -hmm. you know, choosing to choose happiness and betterment and progress so that to me is very very admirable something that I do for myself you know I I have been through a lot like as a child and coming up with a single mother um who was a teenage mom also you know and so you know I have some stuff too I'm gonna wait and share that you know when you do mm-hmm. your interview with yeah me. so but yeah I mean you know but it's all about it's about choice a lot of it is about choice changing your your environment. And um yeah, I'm just I I love this, you know, interaction that we have together because it's like just being able to be real because we're real people. You know, yeah. everybody's looking for this like fake story and a celebrity, but it's like real people on here that go through things and need to hear how somebody else went through it. You know? Yeah. So I admire you for sharing your story
1: now my first episode i had did with uh the kevin thomas the the podcast that you saw me on mentality unchained mm-hmm. and he says uh extraordinary people no ordinary people are extraordinary yeah because he talks to everyday regular people about the things that they've been through and they have some some amazing stories of things that they overcame mm-hmm. so yeah it's definitely Uh, everybody has a story we all have stuff that we've been through and uh you never know when those when your story can help somebody else right you know because i always say we always see the the outcome but we never see the journey so we see people at the end right but it's like you don't know what they had to do to get there so you want to be where they at but are you willing to go through those things that they had to go through to get there
0: exactly
1: and you probably wouldn't
0: Exactly. That's just like, that reminds me of, um, so I had did this Instagram post one time and I was basically saying that I am, um, like enjoying and appreciating the life that I have and, you know, just living in that. And somebody commented and was like, yeah, probably because you have so much or whatever, you know, and it was kind of funny to me because Um, when I responded, I was like, well, yeah, because God is good because you don't know where I came from. You don't know that, you know, when I was almost 20 years old, I was working every single day for $200 a week. And at one point I was making $50 a week and, you know, people, they don't know your story. So it's easy to say when you see me, now at 42 years old you know with what I have now I'm a married woman with kids and you know all of that kind of stuff like it's way different from Mm -hmm. you know where I was when I was 20 I was 20 years old I was living in somebody's basement you know what I'm saying so it's easy to say yeah you know well you got all of this stuff now or look at you now and all of that kind of stuff but People don't know your story. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know the things that I've been through. So it's easy to judge and say, you know, yeah, well, look at you now. And, you know, wanting to be like somebody where they're at now. But like you said, you don't know the journey. You don't know the struggles that these people went through to get stuff. Even like when they say, they see like celebrities and stuff. A lot of those, those are real people, first of all. So a lot of them have been through a lot before they became celebrities. Like some of them homeless, some of them have been like sexually abused and raped and stuff like that you know what i'm saying like a lot of people go through a lot so it's not just a hey you pop up and you know hey i'm this person yeah oh no, life takes experience if you're gonna live you're gonna experience something
1: yeah no, you make it look good on instagram though i see why they was mad your instagram is out there it's look it look good
0: well, thank you, you know, and I have to just give all praise for my life to God, it ain't nothing but you know, for in my case, I just that's it, honestly yeah. I've had literally like, just like miracles happen, and yeah. blessings take place I can't take credit for none of it, honestly, and it's not because, you know I, I was just handed something like, you know, I have been blessed, and also I have worked for yeah,
1: the- i have and so yeah if no if any I, I say that a lot like if you don't don't i, I don't like when people try to compare
2: mm-hmm.
1: because i've done a lot of comparing and it's it's a dark it's a miserable place to be in it is. uh so it's like don't look at my situation and think that i'm doing well because you don't know what's going on you know social media is a highlight reel right people oh, only show you the good stuff yeah. you know? it's like. You I wanted to, I worked in radio 2015 to 17. I just got my next, second radio job in 2022. Like, are you willing to wait five years to get back to where you really want to be? Right. Are you willing to work in news, even though you really don't fucking want to, you know, <laughs> right. but you're doing what you have to do because it's like, damn, you feel like you ain't got no other way. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of sacrificing, hard work, and uh, just like you said, prayer, hope, you know waiting, working hard, yeah, it ain't easy. no, it is not easy. And the people that you see on top best believe it was not easy for them
0: exactly.
1: And you don't want to know how many times I want to give up more times than I can count.
0: I'm telling you, listen, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the truth right there, you know? But like you said before, it's a choice. And so you know, we choosing to believe that what we do is gonna work for us, and you know, and that's that's what that's really all you can do honestly
1: yeah definitely
0: yeah so thank you Jaleel thank you so much for taking your time to talk to me today on here on the Thriving Mindset podcast I believe that we are both on our way for our podcast to just you know be successful and I think that we have um meeting you was a good thing for me as from podcaster to podcaster I feel like we are like making this friendship you know this is not the last time y'all gonna see Jalil on my show either because (laughs) you know we just we get each other so I I like that I like that I appreciate it so tell people where they can um find you like your social
1: uh Instagram is Jalil Wavy J-A-L-E-E-L-W-A-V-Y I'm not on any other social media platform outside of Instagram uh my podcast Unconventional Af with your little wavy is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm only like five episodes in because, like I said, it's it's been a struggle trying to get get people on. I was supposed to have somebody on. They told me my podcast was not the name of it was not a good look for their brand because of the the af part. I don't look. I don't get it. But that's you know what can I do about that? Right, I can't control it. So yeah, make sure y'all go listen to that, subscribe to it. It's actually really good. A lot of good conversations on there. Jasmine, I'm going to have you on there. I already know what I'm going to talk to you about. I already got it in my head. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So I think it's going to be a good conversation.
0: I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
0: All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for being on another episode, listening to another episode of uh, Thriving Mindset Podcast. Don't forget to hit me up on all of my social media at um, I am Jasmine Daniels on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. It's all the same. Don't forget to um, email me, reach out if you guys want to discuss something or if you got some comments about the show or anything at hello at i am jasmine daniels and then check out my website at www.iamjasminedaniels.com i love you guys for listening for watching god bless y'all y'all have a good day jaleel you have a good day and until next time y'all keep on thriving
2: bye guys